I made a post today on Instagram saying that how long is it going to be before, you know, mega church pastors are flying into space like Bezos. They'll be trying to find other intelligent life and convert them to Christ. What's up, non-believers, doubters, and skeptics? I spelled atheist wrong. That, that's not good. I don't think I've ever spelled that word wrong until the other day. I made a video that is my reaction to the God's Not Dead trailer for the new God's Not Dead 4 movie, which is ridiculous in itself. But I made the, I was making the thumbnails... Okay, in the title of the video, I spelled it correctly, Atheist Reaction. But in the thumbnail, I spelled it wrong. I spelled Atheist, A-T-H-I-E-S-T. And I didn't even realize it. So the night before the video published, I made the thumbnail. I, I scrutinized them too, because I made like three or four. I was like, which ones look the best? Which ones are the most likely to get clicked? So I was looking at them trying to figure that out all the while the word atheist is right there right in front of me not spelled correctly and i didn't even notice and i probably still wouldn't notice right now but the only reason i found out was because somebody told me in a facebook group because i posted a video in a facebook group and somebody was like why is atheist so hard to spell and they weren't being a jerk or anything but i was like oh my god i can't believe it I never spelled that word wrong, but I did. And I changed it in 0.02 seconds. So yeah, I don't know if any, if you guys watched my video for the God's Not Dead 4 trailer. Maybe not, because it's probably triggering to some people. They're like, I don't want to watch that. I thought I would bring up some tweets that I found from people about it. God's not dead, but sadly, the movies aren't either. That's I sort of, sort of share that sentiment, although I've only seen the first one, but they're pretty corny. Here's a tweet from Eli, who does god-awful movies. And he put, Y'all, the villain of the next God's Not Dead movie is school. It's funny, though. Like They're like, our kids want to learn things. They're wanting to teach our children things. This ain't right. We're supposed to be able to homeschool them, whatever we want. Joshua Rowe, Bo, can't read. I tried tweeting about the God's Not Dead 4 trailer, but I just can't. It's disgusting, fear-mongering BS. No one is coming for your religion in the United States. No one. If you feel oppressed because you can't hate certain groups, you're just a bigot. I gotta say, I agree with Joshua. Here's a pretty good one. I want to see some God's Not Dead prequels. God's Not Dead 1978. The one where the poor, oppressed Christian university loses a lawsuit against the big, scary government and gets his tax tax-exempt status taken away because it re refused to admit black students. From our friend Dadpool, super excited to see God's Not Dead 4, Insurrection. I think that's the title. No need to fact check me on that. You sure get that feeling from the trailer. And here's one from Adrian, who is one of the hosts of Dirty Rotten Church Kids. I'm not going to say that Adrian stole my idea, but I did mention Fast and Furious when I was talking about the God's Not Dead movies. And I did post it on social media. Not that Dirty Rotten Church kids follow me, but 
regardless, it's a funny tweet that he posted. God's not dead. To God, too dead. God's not dead. Chick-fil-A drift. God and dead. God five. God and dead six. Dead seven. Fate of the dead. I mean, God's not dead. Chick-fil-A drift is pretty, pretty damn good. Centuries ago, you could find Christian artists creating timeless masterpieces that would impact the world. No doubt they had no idea that hundreds of years later, their work would be touring museums around the globe. Today, we have the God's Not Dead franchise. What went wrong? They're creating this persecution that really isn't there. And I get it. You know, it's a movie. But still, they're trying to force our kids to go to public school and learn. They could definitely do a Terminator thing. God's not dead judgment day. God's not dead salvation. They could 100% do that. I did notice that uh, Joel Osteen was trending on Twitter the other day, which is always good. It's always fun. In Joel Osteen's defense, Jesus also drove a $325,000 car and lived in an eight-figure, 17,000-square-foot home. You want him to park a Prius here? God don't like ugly. I don't know for sure that that's actually Joel Osteen's house, but I'd say probably. But he he started, he was trending, I think, because of loans that he got during the pandemic that he'll never have to pay back. And just for being a grifter in general. God has, has blessed me. Why does he blink so much? Why does Joel Osteen blink so much? You know, let me tell you, God has blessed me with a mansion and a Ferrari. He is a puppet. Like, he's a metaphorical puppet and a literal puppet. I think God just got his hand shoved up his ass working him. Did you hear about our boy, uh, Ken Ham? Y'all know Ken Ham, right? The Creation Museum, the Noah's Ark exhibit in Kentucky. Did you hear that he's now planning to add a Tower of Babel to his attraction? I do want to go to the Noah's Ark exhibit and the uh, Creation Museum. I do. I don't want to give him my money. That's the problem. But I guess that's part of the deal. I have to give him my money. Unless maybe I go as like a paid actor or something. Maybe I can act, go and be Noah or something and not have to pay. But I would like to go. I've wanted to do that for a while. I know some other atheists have done that. But I want to do it too. I just want to experience that. Ark Encounter planning to add Tower of Babel attraction. To tackle issue of racism, not sure it's going to do exactly what they uh, what they think it will. Ark Encounter in Williamstown has ridden out the COVID pandemic storm. It forced a three month shutdown and reduced attendance in 2020, but the attraction is still afloat. Interesting thing is our post panorama numbers are better than our pre panorama numbers, and that's without all the bus tours," said Ken Ham founder of Answers in Genesis, which runs the attraction. Ham said, now plans are in place to add a Tower of Babel. The Tower of Babel was an event in the Bible after the flood where man rebelled against God and God gave different languages, Ham said. So people spread out across the earth, forming different cultural groups or ethnic groups. Ham said the aim is to tackle the issue of racism by showing how everyone developed from a common ancestor. Even in the secular scientific literature, they've been saying for years, there's only one race. And the differences on the outside are minor, Ham said. The major differences are cultural, and the Bible's history explains those cultural differences. 
Ham believes the new attraction can help bridge those differences. The real people, the real person is on the inside. And we need to be teaching people that, he said. We want them to understand we're all one family. We're all related. That sounds kind of weird. The Ark Encounter is also planning to add its version of the Jerusalem Wall, as well as a massive indoor scale model of the ancient city. That will be the biggest indoor model of first century Jerusalem, we believe, in America. Probably the world, Ham said. Ham also wants to build a replica of Solomon's temple as described in the Bible. What we're doing is helping people understand the biblical history and making it come alive for them, he said. The Ark Encounter is launching a campaign to raise $30 million to fund the projects, which it hopes to open in three years. We're not short on vision, Ham said. We just keep moving ahead and people are pouring in. Amen, brother. He's going ham. (laughs) Sorry, I'm sorry. Ken's going ham. Actually, I'm not sorry. Now, a brand new segment that I'm calling This Week in Christian Facebook, a.k.a. I went on Facebook today and found some things that I had seen over the last month or two that I thought I'd share, starting with this one. Good night, Facebook family. I pray all of you go to church tomorrow and praise God and thank him for all we have and all of his blessings. He is worthy. Thank you, Jesus. I love you. Now, I don't know if he's saying I love you to the people on Facebook reading it or if he's typing I love you to God. I don't know. I'm not sure. I just think that's funny. I pray all of you go to church tomorrow. Interesting. Even in this world of increasing sin, we are seeing a generation more fired up for God than we've seen in decades. The Holy Spirit is preparing his people for something. Yeah, I never heard that one before. They said that literally every day, every week, every month, every year that I went to church. They said the same thing. This generation is on fire. This generation's more on fire than I've ever seen. It's just the same thing. They just, I don't know what they're seeing. More more people are becoming non-religious in the age of the internet and being able to look things up online and being able to find your people online. You know, I, I Christians would probably say it's a bad thing, but I don't think so. You have all the knowledge right here that you know you can google whatever you can find community with your people you don't you're, you don't feel so alone so the people who maybe wouldn't have stepped away from church 15 years ago you know before social media are doing it now because they're able to connect and make friends and realize they're not alone in their doubting and stuff here's one it's this little girl um the headline says You are abetting the sin. Students, residents, fired up over transgender bathroom. They're still talking about the transgender bathrooms. Changing your gender is considered to be a sin. And you are saying God has made a mistake with your gender. By allowing this rule to be passed, you are abetting the sin, said the student. I don't know how old this girl is. She looks um, pretty young, though. And it's kind of sad, you know just parroting what their parents say, being raised to believe that these things are sins. And so they go around telling other students that it's it's pretty sad. Here's one that says how great of a thing fear is, you know, 
Fear carries a healthy respect and recognition that something is different and more powerful than we are. It's a reverence, appreciation, and sense of awe of how magnificent, holy, and glorious God is. The fear of the Lord adds length to life. Proverbs 10.27 It's a good thing to fear. I'm still friends with quite a few Christians, quite a few really outspoken Christians on Facebook. So I see a lot of stuff. Not so much unless I go hunting for it, really. But sometimes I like to go hunt for it. Just for content, you know? Like this. Every citizen of the USA should post this today. On Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. You guys know that song? This is this post is all about the Christian nationalism. <laughs> Every citizen of the USA should post that. What about the ones who aren't Christians? They don't care. There's a Christian nation. You guys know the song though? On Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. Throwback. I do still have some of my good friends are Christians. Not really the really um, evangelical, charismatic ones, but a lot of my friends still believe. White, straight, conservative Christian. How else may I offend you today? The things that people post, my God, they're just looking for attention with posts like this. The devil hates families and will do everything to try to destroy them. Fight for your family, not with your family. That's the devil. The devil's trying to break up your family. He's trying to create a divide. Everything's the devil. I can't make fun of people too much because I used to believe that too. You know, I used to believe the devil and Satan tempting me and all this stuff. But now that I'm out of it, it's like, damn, how did I ever believe that? This one got a little chuckle out of me. When God wanted to create fish, he spoke to the sea. When God wanted to create trees, he spoke to the earth. But when God wanted to create man, he turned to himself. Then God said, let us make man in our image and in our likeness. Note, if you take a fish out of water, it will die. And when you remove a tree from soil, it will also die. Likewise, when, a, when man is disconnected from God, he dies. God is our natural environment. We were created to live in his presence. We have to be connected to him because it is only in him that life exists. Let's stay connected to God. We recall that water without fish is still water, but fish without water ain't nothing. Soil without tree is still soil, but the tree without soil ain't nothing. God without man is still God, but man without God, you know the drill. He ain't nothing. I just thought it was funny that they said God is our natural environment, even though God, by definition, is supernatural. This sounds like something the mob would say or something. If you take a fish out of water, it's going to die. If you remove a tree from soil, it's going to die. Like they're speaking in metaphors. This dude walking out of Walmart carrying a TV with a shirt that says, I only kneel for one man, and he died on the cross. Now, I wouldn't mess with this guy because obviously he's pretty jacked. He's carrying a large Vizio television. 
And I also posted this on my Instagram stories and put with arms wide open over it because I thought that song really fit for some reason. Let's get into some comments that I've received over the past week or so. Leading off with one that I got yesterday. It might might have been today. I think it was yesterday. How do you know if someone is atheist? Don't worry. They'll tell you. (laughs) Where do they come up with this stuff? I said, that's a good one because religious people definitely don't post devotionals to their stories every goddamn day. You should do stand-up. They always think they're making a point when they say stuff like this. Like, this guy's probably met a hundred atheists and just doesn't know it because they don't all talk about it. Y'all really are demons, says Abdul. We're demons. And this was just on, you know, I make some controversial posts, I guess, on Instagram from time to time. But this one was on something really light and fluffy. Just some funny meme. I think it was the one where I put Jim Halpert holding the engagement ring and it says Christians after dating for one month. And he just said, y'all are demons. I made a post on Twitter and this person said, what is harmful about wanting everyone to love one another and love God? Proselytizing, indoctrination, white saviorism, hearing voices from the sky, superiority complex. Should I go on? Don't be oblivious. Don't be oblivious. You know. Little Yuki Knight says, where is your morality in that? How do you know that the first president was actually the first president? So how do you know if God is fake? If anybody can unscramble it, make it make sense, um, I would appreciate that because this doesn't make any sense to me. I think I know what he's getting at. Like, We only can rely on history books to tell us that you know, George Washington was the first president. They always go to that. Like, no, we got a little more proof of George Washington than Jesus Christ being the son of God. It's like they were starting one thought and just sort of trailed off. Where's your morality? What does morality, what does morality have to do with knowing who the president, first president was? Make it make sense. It doesn't make any sense. Watchman of truth. Brother. Listen to this. Colton is a Freemason. Jesus Christ equals 666, Mark of the Beast. It's got to be a troll, right? I mean, it can't be real. Nobody really would type this out, right? Swamp Fox 169th says, maybe study God's word more than five minutes. and And you will answer all your questions. Yeah, it's not like I was a Christian for a decade or anything. I mean, I was a Christian my whole life until I was 26. I was only really like heavily into it for about 10 years, I guess. Something like that. But they just make these accusations like, like I never read the Bible or something. Like I never studied God's word before. A lot of atheists know the word better than they do. You ever thought maybe it wasn't you that started thinking Christ is not real? Maybe the enemy could be lying to you, but you would not realize it because they are not seen by the physical eyes. Maybe the reason you don't believe in God is because another kingdom is affecting you. Give me two minutes and I will cast the enemy off you and your eyes will be open, guys. 
And I said, instead of believing that one invisible guy is whispering lies to me about the other invisible guy, doesn't it make more sense to think that neither of the invisible guys are real? Doesn't that make more sense? I don't think it's an oversimplification. It's Occam's razor, you know. Instead of believing that two invisible things are like battling for your soul, just doesn't it make more sense to believe that they're not, neither of them are there? I think it does. I made a, a TikTok that was saying tax the church, but it was mainly just like a trending sound and I just wanted to do something to it. I don't really believe in taxing all churches or whatever, but I, I do think that they should be responsible for, like charities, you know, for kind of showing us the money that comes in and what they're doing with it or whatever, you know, whether or not they need to be taxed. That's a whole different matter. But anyways, it was just a stupid TikTok, just me hopping on a trend, really. And this person got mad. And this is their bio. I went to their page because I was going to do a this you sort of thing, you know. Married to my best friend, follower of Jesus Christ. Pronouns are AR15, 1911. I don't know. Cool. Edgy, bro. You are a POS Freemason. We see your secret hand signs. You worship Lucifer. I mean, every now and then I'll throw up West Side because I like Tupac. Maybe that's the uh, secret hand sign. Is that is that a Freemason thing? I don't know. I also made a new shirt. I hear about astrology all the time. It's everywhere. I don't know if you guys noticed. And if you're into astrology, that's cool. That's fine. But I just think it's a little bit much. And so I had this idea pop in my head that planets don't determine our personalities. So I made it into a shirt. Are you guys into astrology? Do you know anybody who is? My sister is big time. She's all about it. I am not about it. I think they're very vague and you can apply parts of any like horoscope to anybody. They're very, they're very broad. It's like, oh, that's he's such a Scorpio. If you're into it, that's cool. And I know it's not like super harmful, you know. It could, it can be, I think, if people take it too seriously or whatever. But and a lot of people just do it for fun. I guess you could you could compare it to like the Enneagram and stuff, but it, the Enneagram is at least like reactionary, right? It's you take a test and it assesses your answers. With astrology, it's like a predetermined thing. If you're if you're looking at Enneagram or if you're looking at Myers Briggs or whatever, that's it's based on the answers that you give about yourself and about your personality and how you are. It's not like you are this, you know, now make it fit. You can look at any horoscope and be like, yeah, I actually tried it yesterday. I tried it yesterday. I'm a Gemini, but I looked up like um, traits for different signs just to look. And I was like, yeah, I can see how I could apply basically all of these to me in some way. And and the Gemini one wasn't even that accurate. Astrology is fine as long as you don't use it justifying not being around somebody. Yeah, that's where it starts getting weird. Uh, he's an Aries. It would never work. Like, what? Nope, she's a Capricorn. Can't do it. Like, what? I wonder if there's our filters on dating apps that are like that. It wouldn't surprise me if that's if that happens. Like people filter out certain signs from their like I I won't date a Leo or something. What? All I know really is that 
I think Aquarius is January-ish. And so is Cancer somewhere around there. I could be wrong. Gemini's June, which is me. I think it's late May in June. Something like that. And I think Scorpio's like October-ish. I really don't know. Today's episode is brought to you by my patrons. If you want to support the podcast, you can do so over at patreon.com slash Jesus unfollower for just a couple bucks a month. As always, thanks for hanging out. I'll be back here again next week. I'll see you then.